Hello everybody, welcome to our podcast episode. Today, we're, begin- we're going to be talking about ocean pollution. One of our main questions is going to be, how can teenagers help prevent ocean pollution? Dayton, what do you think about that? Well, I think that there's many, many ways that a teenager or even a little kid could help prevent ocean pollution. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of our awesome podcast. Dayton, what do you think we can do to stop plastic pollution? Well, I think the best way we can stop plastic pollution in our oceans is by not using single-use plastics anymore, which isn't a very hard thing to do because there's way better alternatives like paper. Uh, For example, paper bags or paper straws. Or we could use reusable containers like water bottles or lunch containers. Um, As you probably know, Uh, Water bottles and pop bottles and stuff are huge polluters of the ocean. But a worse polluter is cigarette butts. There is a surprising amount of cigarette butts in our oceans. And I guess the easiest way to stop that is by not smoking. Which uh, doesn't just do good for the environment, but it does good for uh, the human race itself. Smoking kills a lot of people. In preparation to this podcast, we interviewed... Melody Knight. She uh, is a marine biologist, and uh, here's what she has to say about ocean pollution. Recommend teenagers to do is to try to do either a waste-free week or a waste-free month. Uh, that's like a tangible thing that you can do, and what that it just immediately makes you have to be super aware of what you're consuming, uh, what you're buying, what you bring into the house, uh, what you what snacks you eat on the road and and all those kinds of things uh and i would i think honestly that's like the best way to both understand the how how we use plastic and why it comes into our life and then finding ways to prevent it so that waste free week thing that she was talking about is quite interesting because it's not a terribly difficult thing to do by yourself at home for relatively cheap and i do understand that some stores like specialty stores where they do waste-free stuff it's more expensive and buying local and organic stuff is more expensive but in the long run for us it is really good it helps the planet because one plastic bag could make a huge difference one plastic bag could go into the ocean and strangle a seal or something so just switching to paper bags or just not using plastic for a week it can make a huge difference and another thing you could do is you could go to a beach and you could help pick up garbage there's lots of people who do beach cleanups that's a, another amazing way to uh you know help out the ocean from plastic pollution um here's melody knight talking about our second question how long do we have to save our oceans Man, good question. And uh, I grappled with this one and how to best respond because I think um, really our oceans are incredibly resilient is my main overarching answer, that our oceans will always be okay. As much as they will really, really suffer from the impacts that humans will have on it, I think that you know the oceans will survive way longer than humans will. And, you know, if you think about the dinosaur age, the oceans were alive and well and and, uh, incredibly vibrant and resilient at that time as well, even when meteors came and dropped onto it. So for that reason, I think the oceans 
um, are resilient and the life within it will always find a way. That is, and, and, the caveat to this is that we are having an enormous impact way faster than any other, you know, any other time in the world. And so not only with our intelligence of wanting things fast and cheap and, and quick, uh, which is why everything's wrapped in plastic because we want it to be easy and convenient and on the go. Just as as smart as we are to have created all of those solutions, we are just as smart to find solutions that reverse those impacts. So I think humans have the capacity and are now more and more and more aware of the fact that the oceans need our help. Just like if you recall, and, and you know, when I was younger, it was the rainforest. You know, the rainforest needed to be helped. And that was where all of, you know, I remember doing fundraisers as a kid and sending money to the Amazon rainforest because it was being cut and burned down. And that we now have much stronger reforestation policies in place and people know to use less paper and to use, uh, you know, to buy things that are made of sustainable wood. Like that's much more common. I think the solutions that are coming down the pipe for the oceans are going to solve those problems. Uh, We just have to adapt to them and start making them mainstream. So do I think it's too late for the oceans? Never. I think the oceans will be okay, but we absolutely need to turn uh, much of our attention uh, to the oceans to to use the intelligence that we had to ruin it to turn that intelligence as to how we can help it. And how quickly that straw-free movement moved. Amazing how quickly, like, it took over all of North America. Like, everyone's on board now. Yeah. So, and so in that gar- regard, you're very right that it, you're right, we might be moving too slow for, um, you know, there's absolutely species that are going to think, like, as we speak right now, like, species are, like, the last one of that species is dying. Like that is happening. And I think when it depends on the time scale, I think would also be part of that answer is that I'm looking at it from like a global, you know, infinite, like, you know, um, geological time scale. When you look at the earth as a whole, you know, the oceans don't, you know, the oceans are being impacted by human activity, but they will resist, like they will, they will live past us. So will the planet. My, but of course, that's in a longer, longer, like infinite, long, infinitely long time scale. If you look at it at in, within our human life, like within your lifetime, then yes, there might be things like dolphins might go extinct. Like that is possible. So if you want dolphins in your life, if you want coral to go snorkel on, then yes, I think our actions need to be um, immediate. And so when you when you ask me, is it too late for the oceans? I think my answer will always be. The oceans will always be okay, but in how we understand the oceans to live and survive right now, it will it will forever be changed. There is an incredible scientist, and her name is Dr. Sylvia Earle. And if you watch, she actually has this incredible talk. Um, it's like a she did a TED talk, and it's called Mission Blue, name of the organization. Anyway, she won the TED Prize, which is a million dollars, and to do whatever she wants to help the planet. And she used that money to ultimately set aside like portions of the oceans that will be protected. They're called hope spots. And so she said, you know, the ocean is, you know, the entire ocean, all sorts of parts of it are being affected in different ways. And whether it be from fishing or oil spills or, or, you know, shipping traffic or um, deep sea mining. And she said, but what we can do is protect those incredibly biodiverse and productive parts of the ocean and if we can protect those parts then at least they're kind of going to be like sanctuaries where at least we can still snorkel there and see what it used to be like 
And one of the things that she talked about in her talk is that from her age as like a girl and now the pictures of the coral reefs that she sees is just devastating. Like you would forever come back and that they're, we're just, we're doomed. And just, I just refuse to have that, that perspective. I, I have to have hope that, you know, every activity that we have made reverse and that we, or that we can flow and then change the tide. So I don't know, as an educator, as, as someone who like, you know, spends my life working on the sea with, with the sea, I just have to believe that there's opportunity for us to uh, I agree with Melody. She brings up really good points. And um, we can also, like, protest, like, huge organizations that are against that. Or not against, but, like, don't find a solution for ocean pollution. And uh, as Dayton said, we can clean up beaches. We can uh, stop using our single-use plastics. Um, yeah, but that question of how long does our ocean have left is incredibly hard to answer but i think what she's saying is really true uh the oceans have been around for such a long time and i don't think they're gonna go anywhere anytime soon we definitely do have a big impact on them but for sure they're gonna be around for at least a couple more lifetimes so it's good to know that we'll have them around but it doesn't mean that we should just brush it off because there's people in the future that need to rely on the ocean. So it, it is important that we make an impact now. And every person who decides to stop using plastic or to stop littering or to do something as simple as like stop getting stuff off boats like uh, shipments and whatnot or even switching to an electric car uh, could help because gas is usually shipped uh, on boats like oil and stuff and oil spills are detrimental to ocean life and can just destroy habitats and ecosystems like very quickly so it's very easy to help out but we do have a little bit of leniency when it comes to that because oceans are resilient like she said so, yeah, we have time, and humans are smart. We'll figure out a way eventually with all the new technology and stuff. I think ocean pollution in maybe 100 years might be a thought of the past. Similarly to the ozone layer was something that was talked about a lot a long time ago, but we found a solution, and it's healed uh, since then. So, yeah. We uh, definitely do have more time but uh doesn't mean we have to like not work on it now uh just like how fast that straw movement went or whatever and uh now most fast food restaurants are not using plastic straws anymore they're using um paper straws but we are still using like paper um or plastic lids but... yes and plastic cups and stuff but recently we've switched to using paper bags in uh, grocery stores and stuff which is good. That's great for the environment, although they do cost 25 cents extra, which is a little bit of a pain, but nothing is a big enough pain to stop the ocean, I guess. 25 cents is worth Twen it. Yeah, 25 cents? Okay. So, yeah. Um, we're definitely moving towards saving the ocean and helping out for sure. While interviewing Melanie Knight, we... Uh, 
we learned about something called the Hope Spot, which is a part of the ocean that is being preserved and is being preserved for whatever uh, amount of time that it needs to be. And uh, yeah, I think that it's a great thing um, to be putting money into ocean preservation uh, because, you know, as pretty much everybody knows, the coral reef is being destroyed very quickly. And I think by maybe picking out a spot in the coral reef to just preserve that spot could be a great idea because maybe we can, with enough research of that spot, we can bring it back to life or prevent more of it from being destroyed. Um, I really think the Hope Spot's a great idea because uh, I'm pretty sure they're preventing like boats and like ships from crossing into that. And like plastic that like happens to float in there, people go and clean it up. And they're doing a really great job. And uh, hopefully they start expanding the Hope Spot more and more until we can fix our entire ocean. Well, um, there's an amazing local organization called SeaSmart that was recommended to us by Melanie Knight. And it they <laughs> it's just the way she described it, it is an amazing uh, ocean preservation and cleanup organization. And it's local here in Vancouver-ish the Vancouver area and I think that'd be an amazing thing if you wanted to donate local but if you're thinking more worldwide the WWF is a fantastic organization that is um, <laughs> that works on ecological preservation so and like preserving species so you know like endangered ocean species would be preserved and that that's a great thing because Every day that goes by, there's less and less fish in the ocean. And eventually, if we don't do anything, there's going to be no more dolphins or no more whales or no more sharks. And that's pretty sad. So even just a dollar uh, from one person in the world could help out these organizations a lot. That'd be like seven mil billion dollars, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter if you donate local or globally. Uh, any dollar makes a difference and not even just paying money just doing things at your own house makes a big difference uh recycling is good uh you, instead of just throwing all your bottles and stuff in the garbage all your plastic that's just going to sit in a landfill for however long uh you can recycle it so it gets reused and that's great family has always done but has been doing more recently is um keeping our plastic bags and paper bags now because we can't buy them. Um, we keep them in our, uh, our cupboard. And uh, whenever we go like grocery shopping or we need a bag, we take it, uh, put our groceries in it and bring it back home, you know, put it back in the, the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a good thing to do. You're reusing something that can't be recycled and you're keeping it out of landfills or the ocean. And that's a great idea. Instead of just throwing it out, you can reuse it, go shopping with it again. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's just about all we have to talk about for today. So I want to thank you for listening to our awesome podcast episode. And um, have a good day. And remember to uh, lim limit your plastic use. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye.